You're listening to Irish Radio Canada and we're here at home and abroad. And at home and abroad of its nature means there's stuff goes on at home and it's abroad. But the two come together when artists from Ireland come to Canada and that will be happening all over the place during the month of March. But Matt Cranich and Jackie Daly will be coming to Canada and playing at a few venues. Uh, been before and their music has is inspirational in that uh, you have a, the combination of traditional music, traditional instruments, and a long history in music. I've Matt Granich, and we're going to have a chat here in studio this morning. Matt, welcome. Uh, uh, thank you very much indeed, Austin. Thank you very much. You know, traditional music is traditional music, which means it goes back a long, 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 long way. Um, rich in tradition, particularly in the south of Ireland. Yeah, I, 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 it does indeed. You're absolutely right. Uh, and uh, by nature of traditional music, as you rightly say, it goes back a long time. But it's kind of evolving and changing uh, as as well. Uh, and it has a very, I suppose, different regional emphasis and accents. Uh, you mentioned the south there and the south and the southwest. And, of course, we think of the Gaeltacht areas of West Kerry and Balibone Coulee and Connemara and so on. So uh, the regional accents uh, become very clear in the case of traditional music. It's, it's not a uniform all-embracing thing. It's, uh, I suppose, a reflection of the local culture, people's local culture. That's not to say that it doesn't have an international appeal, which it clearly does have, uh, and of course it manifests itself in different places differently. I'm always intrigued uh, by the uh, fact that here in Ireland, particularly in Chile of Locra in the southwest of Ireland, fiddle and accordion uh, are very important and they're equally important in Quebec uh, tradition in Montreal and Quebec and so on where you have fiddle and accordion music. Same instrumentation but the music is recognisably of its own uh, location. I, 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 I find that wonderful and I find that the possibility of crossover which comes from that wonderful also. On that, actually, I have to tell you, a few years back, uh, I was at a First Nations conference in Ottawa, mm. and there was a guy, and he was playing the squeeze box, the, the button accordion, mm. and he was playing... And I went up, and I said, where'd you get that? And he said, old native tune. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and, older and, native thought, yeah. Yeah, and I said, and where it all handed down for, to tradition, and I said, the instrument. Oh, instrument was introduced many, many years back, but he considered, he called it the, um, some, he had a different name than we would be familiar with, but to him, this was a traditional native tune. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, of, of course, like language itself, uh, the language crosses boundaries and geographic boundaries and cultural boundaries, and uh, so does the music. And the musical accent comes, and then it gets modified uh, locally, and it gets absorbed into the to the uh, uh, local tradition. It's like the polka sets that we have here, and the polka music, and for that matter, the, the fiddle itself in Ireland. You know, it didn't start out his life here. He came to us from uh, Maine and Europe. You know, so uh, you 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 get this the idea, as I said, of musical musical instruments and the music that they make, crossing the boundaries and bringing the stories of people with them. So, Matt, where was your introduction to music? Well, I grew up near Cork City uh, in an Irish language speaking family. We spoke Irish when I was growing up. I didn't learn English to speak English until I went to school. My father played the fiddle and the button accordion. 
and his uh, father, that would have been my grandfather, also a Matt Cranich, uh, played the melodion and was a step dancer. So we grew up in that kind of environment. And when I say we, myself and my brother and two sisters, and we all played at home. So I grew up playing music. Uh, there were musical instruments in my house, you know, from uh, as long as I can remember. Uh, and uh, I started off on the fiddle when I was maybe seven or eight or so. Uh, and I've been at it since. <laughs> and of course, there have always been, there's been competition all over Ireland, right up in, whether it be through Coltus and the USP slogan many years ago, a lot of things like that. Did you participate when you were growing up? I did, uh, and I suppose like like lots of people of my generation at that time, and indeed still is the case, uh, some people play in competitions, other people don't, but we went to a lot of the Flannachiole, and we played in Cayley bands and duets and trios, but I, I also did the, the fiddle uh, competitions, and I did the Oireachtas fiddle competition, and the Fiddler of Dooney, and all these... Uh, uh, all these instrument specific uh, competitions. I suppose, uh, you know, people have mixed views about the whole notion of competition and whether you can, uh, you know, deem one person to be better than the other and all the rest of it. And I've mixed feelings myself, despite the fact that I did compete and I was lucky enough on occasion to win some of these competitions. So, as I said, I've mixed feelings. But there's no doubt that competition like that uh, does. Uh, give you uh, an impetus to go and re- practice and practice and learn more stuff and practice again and so on. So I did that when I was growing up. I wouldn't do it now, of course, but uh, I, I guess that's the nature of these things. So, Matt, when you were growing up, times were very different. And, you know, you and I have come through an Ireland that has changed radically from, uh, I, I'll put us both maybe in the same uh, generation, but, you know, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, there's been tremendous changes in every aspect of Irish life. And back in the 50s and 60s where I won't say things were simpler, uh, but there was certainly a different tone to Irish life and Irish music. Uh, there was, of, 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 of course, and I, I suppose like the end of television and then colour television. If you can, can imagine trying to explain to people nowadays that there was a time when television was black and white. I remember that. I'm sure like yourself uh, and uh, so on. So uh, in terms of the whole communication and all that went with it. But from another perspective, uh, maybe... Uh, you know, we had to work harder and, the, the, you know, the environment was there with regard to learning your music and so on. And you had, one tended to hear music in the kind of a social context more than in the, in the present day. A lot of people in the present day, I meet people learning traditional music and their only source of learning stuff is of the latest CD or the latest program on the radio and they have no idea to a great extent that this is dance music and that in the past and still in some places in rural Ireland people will dance in house dances and dance music can be danced to for example uh, and so on so like it was more holistic if I can put it like that I think when we were growing up because people played in the houses, so to speak, and maybe somebody sang and somebody played and somebody danced, which was kind of an integrated kind of thing, and you learned music in that kind of context. To a great extent, and I feel that in the present day, a lot of people learning music don't have this kind of uh, context. Music is a sound that they learn 
or that they hear on the radio and it could be pop music one minute and traditional music another minute and it's as if uh, it's all the same kind of thing that, that this kind of uh, background context. Of course, when people uh, delve into it deeper, they realize then that, that there's a whole background to the music and a historical aspect to it, the uh, societal uh, aspect to it and so on. You know what I'm talking about, I'm sure, mm-hmm. Austin. Yeah, indeed. <coughs> Sorry about But indeed, but also on that note, you know, the amount of interest that exists now in traditional Irish music among young people in Ireland mm. is phenomenal. Oh, it, 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 it is. And uh, you, as you travel around uh, in various locations, particularly with the with the Cortes Cultorian, uh, they run extensive classes and you'll have dozens of, of children coming to the classes and uh, uh, a great interest uh, in all of that. So there's no doubt about that. And uh, that's manifest, I, I suppose, when you go to events like the Flachiolna Herden, which uh, was in Ennis last year and will be in Ennis again this year, and the Flanua, which is in Ennis, the Willie Clancy Summer School, and indeed loads of other festivals uh, as well. I was in Killarney uh, last weekend at the Gathering uh, Festival, and again, like that, there was uh, loads of people learning there. I had 15 fiddles students, most of them in their teens, uh, from my uh, fiddle workshops and uh, some of those were exceedingly accomplished others were on the way to being more accomplished if you know what I mean mm-hmm. So mentioning fiddle workshops let's talk about yourself and your career um, you're a professional musician in every respect so is that it's not just performing but you uh, give classes like and work, that's part of being a musician in this day and age I suppose it, it is, and in my case, I tend to do maybe more of the teaching than other people would do. Uh, back in 1988, I did I published the Irish Fiddle Book. Uh, I've always been interested in this process of, of teaching music, and in particular teaching the fiddle. And uh, the Fiddle Book, which came out in 1988, uh, you know, has been very successful f- from that point of view, and uh, a lot of people are interested in it. And since then, I do quite a lot of teaching and uh, workshops. Usually when I go to festivals, I'll always be asked to do some uh, class, either direct teaching class or to talk about uh, traditional music and so on. And this past weekend, I done in Killarney, workshop there. And indeed, I also know uh, I do classes on, on uh, Skype or classes uh, at a distance, sometimes using FaceTime or Skype or any, any of those uh, platforms. So then, unlike things were in the past where uh, you or a, a musician or an artist would become known, uh, primarily I would have said through radio and then through performances, the internet is a huge uh, vehicle now, or is the main vehicle in a lot of ways for people that are emerging to establish themselves. Yeah, it, it is, and I, I, the, the social media, I suppose, in particular, uh, has made, the, you know, you can send them out the advertising, letting people know where you're playing, and uh, so on, uh, is made all much easier by uh, social media. So that way of getting the, the word out there has changed, but also in the idea of a transfer of information. I can send uh, an audio file to somebody in... In, in seconds, so I can share the music with, with people um, all over the world. And uh, while that's a great thing, uh, and uh, I use it quite a lot myself, but it does, as I mentioned earlier, uh, it 
can also reduce in its own way the, the connection with the uh, sources of the music and the, the, the situation with music uh, created and takes place. So uh, I think that uh, even though it's much easier to communicate and there's far more information out there, uh, the, it's, it's not... We still have the challenge of being able to uh, bring the the knowledge of the music along with the music itself, uh, and I find that when I do the, the 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 workshops, people really love that opportunity to be able to put a, a context uh, on 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 the tune and a background on the tune and on the instrumentation and all that's all that surrounds it. You know. So you're coming to Canada during March, and you're going to be performing. Um, where, what venues are you going to be hitting? Uh, we are, we are indeed. The, the we is uh, will be Jackie Day and myself, Jackie and the Button Accordion and myself. And on the twelfth of March, we're in Kingston. That's Ontario, isn't it? Uh, indeed. And the fourteenth of March is, is is a big one. We're playing at the the. the uh, I'm trying to get the name. Of the, you probably know the name of the place. It's St. Bridget's Centre for it's the St. Arts. Bridget's. Yeah, yeah. yeah in, in uh, St. Patrick uh, Street in Ottawa. Uh, correct, and that's. Uh, Tuesday the 14th, so we're really looking forward to that. We've been there before, and uh, we're a great concert, so we're looking forward to uh, a repeat. And on St. Patrick's Day, we're in a, doing a, a concert in Montreal for the Sheems School of Music. And on the following day, Saturday the 18th, we're doing a lecture stroke workshop uh, for the Montreal, for the Sheems School of Music. And that night, also on the 18th, we'll be partaking in the St. Patrick's Night KLE. So 17th and, and 18th uh, is full on in Montreal, so to speak. As I said, we're doing a concert, uh, a lecture stroke workshop, and then partaking in the KLE as well. So in a way, that and the... Uh, the concert in, in Ottawa, they're the uh, the high points of our tour there. We are also doing uh, a concert up in Quebec, near near Quebec City. I can't remember exactly the name of the place. And we're in Sherbrooke. That's another yeah. city or town, isn't it? It uh, is indeed. Uh, yes. That's down the eastern... Uh, well, yeah, that's in my, uh, Quebec also. Yes, uh, yeah, yeah, yes, indeed. So uh, we're doing those. And we're looking forward to meeting... Uh, some of our old friends. I mentioned earlier the uh, fiddle and accordion duet, and I know that there's lots of uh, fiddle players in particular, uh, and I meet them from time to time in the Quebec area, so I look forward to to meeting up with them again and indeed to hearing some of their music at the session that will inevitably take place uh, after the concerts. Indeed. Now, I know for the Ottawa event, the tickets are available on Eventbrite. I don't know if they are for any of the others for Kingston or Montreal, but if there is a a cultus in in Ottawa or facilitating that, and uh, you can get tickets if you do do a search on Eventbrite. And uh, uh, Matt, we're going to play some of the music to give a flavour, and the most recent CD you guys had was Rolling On, I think, was it? Correct, that's right, yes. And that's available, I would take it on your website. Uh, it is, and it's available through CD Baby uh, out in the States, and you'll find it on iTunes and Costis in Ennis and Clado Record in Dublin, so any of those sources, uh, it's, it's available. And, of course, we'll have some copies with us for when, we, uh, when we're in, in uh, Canada next week. You mentioned there about, the, for the information, my own website, mattcranage.com, 
uh, will contain the information on, on all these concerts. And the ones in Montreal, shimsa.org, S-I-A-M-S-A dot org, uh, will give you details on those specific concerts and, of course, the ottawacoltus.com as well. That's right. Now, how about... Um uh, maybe we were talking about the musical styles and the crossovers and I noticed that on Rolling On one of the tracks is Mars O'Keefe's Polka and the Camp Town Races. That's right, yes. That uh, might be a good one to give a flavour. Yes, yes indeed. The Camp Town Races, uh, as many people will know, uh, was a song written by Stephen Foster uh, and became exceedingly popular and has been covered by many different singers in many different genres. But uh, it came to the Schlieve-Lokra area and got turned into a polka. Uh, and uh, we always liked it. And when we came to do the recording, Jackie felt that it could be improved upon, if I can put it like that. And he added a third part to it. So it, it gives a new lease of life uh, to, this, uh, to this tune. And then we mentioned how uh, much of this music, and it is all dance music, while many of the... Um, current listeners, younger listeners would just take it as music. Of course anything with the word hornpipe or jig or anything of its nature uh, and even barn dance. So we'll follow on the Camptown races maybe with uh, the Rock Mills hornpipe and Freddie Kimmel's. Okay, lovely. Thank you. Well, Matt, I want to thank you for taking the time and wish you have a wonderful trip to Canada and that you get to meet lots of your fans and have uh, uh, lots of educated students at the end of your sessions. Well, I, 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 I hope so, Austin, and thank you very much for facilitating me uh, like this. The, uh, I, as I said, I look forward to meeting uh, the, the various students and indeed musical colleagues and to uh, sharing our, uh, our musical ideas. And any exchange of musical ideas, people are learning. We're learning all the time, whether it's kind of a formal class situation or not. Uh, in a way, it doesn't matter. Uh, it's, you know, the, this idea of being able to bring our uh, take on this uh, music culture featuring the fiddle and accordion to a, a place where such a tradition is very strong in its own right. So we really look forward to that also. Matt Cranish, thanks a million for chatting to us on Irish Radio Canada. Thank you, Austin. Thank you.